It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! No. It's our goal. Hey! No. It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! No. It's also a show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. I am Tom Papa. We've got a good one for you today. My good friend Maeve Higgins is coming on the program. A very funny comedian. She has a new special called A Very Special Woman. A new album. Uh, It's very funny. She is very funny. She truly makes me laugh more than most people in the world. I know. That's setting the bar kind of high. But she does. (laughs) She just gets me uh, laughing every time I'm with her. She also, she was on during the pandemic... She zoomed in on our program uh, when her book, uh, Tell Everyone on the Train That I Love Them, uh, came out. It's a great book. I recommend you look up Maeve Higgins and look up her comedy and her books. She's got another book. She's also in this movie. She's hilarious. And I am here in New York doing a show, and we were able to uh, find some time to sit down and talk. I couldn't bring her bread because uh, I was running around and uh, flying and all that kind of stuff. So instead, my friend Liz gave me a tip for a new Italian sandwich place in the village called Alantico Venaio. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that totally correctly, but it's on Sullivan Street, and the, the bread, I, they let me come in early as they were making the sandwiches and just fed me uh, focaccia and they before they even uh, opened up the doors, and it is uh, delicious. And we are going to uh, gorge ourselves on these big, fat, beautiful Italian sandwiches. I hope you're doing well. The last we spoke, uh, we were rolling uh, into uh, Thanksgiving, and did we do one out of Thanksgiving? I feel like we might have. I don't know. Wherever you're at, it's a big food haze at this point, isn't it? It's just, this is it. I know we've talked about this. This is about the weight. This is the lowest weight you're going to be for the end of the year. So mark it down as this is you, and then you're just going to get fatter from here on out. But we're not going to count the rest of that because we're rolling into uh, the holidays. And uh, why not? This is this is the time you're supposed to expand a little bit. Is that mean you turn into a... Uh, a big uh, roly-poly biscuit person who just sits on the couch? No, not particularly. You can still touch your toes and walk around the block a couple times, but you definitely should not uh, deny yourself some of the uh, guilt-free food and joy, at least for the next three to four weeks. It's not that much at this point, right? It's actually a month. And then you got to get the Super Bowl the end of, and now it's the beginning of February. So it's like eight weeks probably nine weeks. You're fat. That's okay. You're fat. (laughs) That's all right. So am I. And we'll dial it back and then we'll just be a little bigger than the year before. It'll all work out, kids. It'll all work out. Something insane that I was already uh, thinking about my New Year's Eve menu. I, I literally just finished Thanksgiving, that gigantic, huge event. And I, it is Thanksgiving is absolutely the hardest meal because you literally have all of these things that need to be heated at the same time. You can cook them at different times, but everything's got to be heated at the right temperature on the table at the same exact time. And that is uh, the only meal of the year that, that rolls like that. 
Like I'll do Christmas Eve. I, I, as insane as this meal is, I actually feel very calm and relaxed. We do this uh, feast of the seven fishes where you do uh, at least seven fishes for Christmas Eve. It's a big to-do. And I also throw in a lasagna. I throw in a veggie lasagna. I throw in the breads. And then there's all the baked goods and all that. No pressure. It'll all come out. When it comes out, things can be... It's. I don't understand completely why it is less stress. But that Thanksgiving is a bear. And uh, I'm glad it's in the rearview mirror. Christmas Eve one, that's going to be the big one. Yeah, seven fishes. It's not that big a deal. You can actually... You count every fish that comes out onto the table. So you could have shrimp cocktail. You could have uh, linguine with clams. You could have uh, even salmon on a little toast. It all counts. And then you throw out some big ones, some calamari salads. It's all easy. It's all easy. So I hope you're uh, doing a lot and uh, eating a lot and partaking a lot. My special, my Netflix stand-up special comes out a week from today, it'll be on December 13th, uh, my big new Netflix special called What a Day. It is airing worldwide on the Netflixes uh, starting on December 13th. And then you can just share it throughout the holidays. That's a pretty good thing. And then right from there, we've got, um, oh, we also on that date, I will be back here in New York doing the live Come to Papa Christmas show. Uh, you should come to that, Nicole, by the way. I'd love to. Yeah, you should come. It's going to be a good show. We've got uh, Dave Hill, of course, on the program. We've got Matteo Lane singing his Christmas carols. It's going to be a good one. I think we've got Judy Gold on there. Bonnie McFarlane is on. It's going to be a great. It's always the best one of the year, I think. That or the Halloween one. The Christmas one's always great. Rick Crone will be there. Olivia Vessel. It's going to be great. That'll be live at the Comedy Cellar at the Village Underground on December 13th. And then if you're looking for Christmas things, you want presents, what's better than tickets to one of my shows in 2023? Going to D.C., Grand Rapids, Charlottesville, uh, Chicago, Denver at the Paramount Theater. We're all over the place. Tickets in abundance. What an easy gift. You all get to do is a couple clicks and then you give somebody tickets. That's pretty good. I should get tickets to one of my friends. And give them to my wife if she wasn't totally sick of comedy at this point. <laughs> All right. Enough of my blabbing. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your uh, holiday season, rather. Make sure you uh, eat and get fat. No guilt. And here's a little morsel for you. Maeve Higgins. She's so damn funny. I love her so much. Uh, enjoy this conversation. They sell all of these um, things. I guess the fancy ladies wear where you put, like, eye stuff. Like... To wake up your eyes. A little plastic. Sacks. Huh? <laughs> to wake up your eyes. <laughs> you to wake up your eyes. Is it to, yeah, like a little plastic patch soaked in some kind of uh, ointment? I've never seen that. I've seen yeah. like a cream. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's supposed to like tighten up your eyeballs. Yeah. I think, it, I think what it does is it tightens up the skin around your eyes to make your eyeballs pop out <laughs> and seem like a, a new baby, a newborn baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can, and I think this—it's the same thing with like if you ever want to get surgery on your eyes, yeah, like cosmetic surgery. They're just like, we're just gonna take all the skin away, <laughs> all, so, <laughs> all this extra stuff you're not using. Yeah, and so we just want to expose that old eyeball of yours. <laughs> 
and just really make it, you know, sing. Uh, just yeah, there is a um I don't want to say her name because it's just it's she seems like a beautiful person inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and has gotten she's been in the culture for a bit and has yeah. done too much like the face has been oh changed. She got changed. a new face. Yeah, new face in so many directions. Like that Michael Jackson thing, where all of a sudden it's no longer a face. Right. And you're right. It's just two eyes. Yeah, I, <laughs> are the only thing that remains untouched. I want are the that balls so of the eyes. I want it so bad. <laughs> I haven't ever gotten any surgery on my face. I mean, obviously, but like. If I could, me and my friends used to always joke, like, what would you get? Uh-huh. And it would be, you know, I used to joke that I'd get my head moved into the center of my body. <laughs> like I'd get my trunk removed and just have my head in the middle and then arms and legs. Because that's really the only parts that I use. <laughs> and also it would be like I'd be star-shaped. <laughs> like a starfish. <laughs> but I do like the, I mean, imagine just having like an absolutely shocking face. Like, I feel like you get treated better, you know, because people, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. nobody would say a word to you. No. No one would say a word. My wife, the, my wife, like, last weekend. Yeah. We're in an elevator and gave me the little nose thing. Like, you got something in your nose. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's other people around. So I was like, oh. oh." And it occurred to me. Yeah. No one has (laughs) given me that, hey, you got a little something in probably four years. Hmm. So that means clean that, boy. Uh, no, uh, they're just not saying it. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're walking around, stuffing your teeth, stuff coming out of your nose, and they're just like, and they're like that guy. Let him. <laughs> right? I mean, it's too late. Yeah. So no one's gonna come up and be like, "Hey, you whole new face." Yeah. Right. No yeah. one will say a word. I mean, it's kind of adorable that the closest you can come to imagine having, you know. Like cosmetic surgery on your face is just like getting something stuck on your nose. <laughs> like having a booger. You're just like, well, I get it because last week I had something up my nose. <laughs> I had to do this interview thing this morning and mm-hmm. in the middle of it, they're like, I saw the makeup person like hovering, like oh, wanted wor- to worried looking. Yeah, like worried. I'm like, what am I sweating or something? And they, can we just stop for a second? And they came in, they said, some of your hairs are a little wispy. Um, we just want to like get oh. control. I'm like, some of my hairs are wispy. <laughs> All I've got left is wisp. Did she come? She was hovering around with a full wig, like yeah, just coming with like, it was like a shiny secretary's bob. She's like, a George Washington. <laughs> white curls. Hey, we're just yeah. going to pop this on. Um, nobody good. will you're notice. Good. You're good to go. You're good to go. And no one would say a word. <laughs> but aren't they just the loveliest people, like makeup artists who have to deal with people on TV? Because yeah. they have a hard, like it's hard. To make gross people TV ready. <laughs> Gross balding men first thing in the morning uh, <laughs> with something st- hanging out of his nose. <laughs> She's like, like, is your wife around? <laughs> we have to really get together on this. <laughs> but they're so nice and they are also, I mean, people are a little bit nervous and they're thinking, like, what do I look like? Mm-hmm. And then there's just these like lovely ladies with like, gentle brushes, you know, and some men too. And they just are like, you're going to do great. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel better after, even though you look Potentially worse, actually. <laughs> when she started out, she said, um, oh, you have really nice skin. We exactly. Don't. And I'm like, 
That's so cute. Yeah. I'm like, yes, thank you. I do. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I work at it. Right. I'm, my dermatologist is going to be thrilled because we've had this program for the last 12 years. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at this, I'm in, I'm wispy and it's like, you know, it's, it's, I can, it, it comes in shifts. It goes, it leaves your head in shifts. Like you oh, have it some does. hair and it goes and then all of a sudden I'm losing a little bit more than mm. I had before. And there is, uh, you can, there's this article in the New York Times. If you take oral minoxidil, minoxidil is what they put in Rogaine, which I could never do. I just never, mm. I, I put a couple drops on my head and was like, I'm not even vain enough for this mm. and but the pills they say works really well mm. and that, that nobody really knows about it but if you take the pills um is it okay to buy pills from canada um for balding knowing that it may do something bad that yeah i don't talk to a doctor about because you'd be too embarrassed like because you've got just inconvenience oh just <laughs> I just don't want to make the appointment and go in, park, yeah, talk to the guy. I know, I know. You know what I mean? Can, yeah. If someone on the internet could just ask me a couple of questions and give it to me. Mm, so you want to get, but your concern is that there's maybe something poisonous in it or it's going to have some weird side effect like. Yeah. Yeah. Like might make my heart stop. Right. <laughs> Permanently? Because do you think it would be worth it if it just stopped every now and then and you gave people a fright, your lips went a bit blue, but then you were back online again? Well, And I, you had a full head of hair. Yeah, I was just going to ask, <laughs> do I have a full head of hair? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, take them if you want, but um, will it grow back the hair that you've lost already? That's what it says. What? They say that this works really well and that for some reason, I guess because there's not money behind it, I think it's at a point where it's kind of um, oh my God. public domain. So, yeah, so apparently it works really well. There's this whole New York Times article, like, why aren't people taking this? Because it really works. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just don't really like how you're leaning on the New York Times for medical. Like, they're not always, like, the best judge of... Do you know what I mean? Like, I, they do, they're careful with fact-checking and everything, but, like, you're speaking as if it's a doctor told you this. But it's just a media outlet. Well, yeah, it's the... Like, I'll tell you this, I write for them. Right. So you want to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't written for them in ages, now I write for The Guardian. But, like, that's the type, this is the level we're talking about here. (laughs) But, you know, it just reminds me, my grandfather, when we were little kids, he was completely, completely bald. Yeah. And And he was, like, so handsome and funny and everything. And he would always say, like... I just woke up one morning and all my hair was gone <laughs> and it was all there on the pillow. Like that's what I thought happened. I didn't know. And I loved that image. You know, yeah. he just was Boing. like 22 and he was just like, <laughs> um, but of course he was just messing. I think now, cause I know, you know, so many of my friends and everything um, have lost their hair. But yeah, I mean, if you want to take the pills and you want to be maybe like the spokesperson for them, you know, the pop-up. Mm-hmm. Pop-up well, pill. the other way to go is just, mm-hmm. sh- just cut it, just shave it. Just go bald. Yeah. Yeah? I'm I'm just agreeing that is another way to yeah. go. <laughs> a horrible way. <laughs> I won't be your friend anymore. But you that I is mean, the way other to go. cool thing to do is start wearing a bandana, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I would do personally. <laughs> but that's my culture. Just, pirates. Um, pirate a pirate motorbike owner. 
<laughs> married to a motorbike owner <laughs> who listens to a lot of Sammy Hagar. But I think I, I can't remember. I don't think I told you this before, but like when I was in Istanbul with my brother, and did I tell you that? Before? No. Well, we were having, um, oh yeah, I just saw the camera. Um, where that big camera up oh, there. Yeah. Oh, right. You look beautiful. <laughs> we were in a mosque and, you know, like doing tourist stuff and like assembled so beautiful. And there yeah. were all these men there with um, <laughs> bandages, you know, uh-huh. like fully wrapped heads, like World War One style, like really gruesome looking yeah. head, you know, wounds. And I didn't realize, like, obviously, because we've been talking about hair stuff, you know what they did. But I didn't know that at the time. Right. I just thought they were like just like brave soldiers coming from the hospital or something. Oh, right. And then we just saw them everywhere. And everywhere. like Istanbul is one of the capitals of, you know, hair replacement where they take a, a strap from your neck, or like from the back of your head, and then they sew it onto the front. So you're just at, you're, you end up with like all round raw head. <laughs> and then like they were just, it looks so painful and, the, and there's like blood and, and, yeah. and like... Um, like medical stuff seeping out and and they were everywhere and there was all these men uh, from all over the world because you know it's like people who come from the Middle East people come from Europe like it's Turkey yeah and so there's all these different men with all these bandages in different stages of like recovery yeah and so it's really I mean that's I guess is another option and I mean we know some comedians have done that they oh yeah definitely so and I think maybe it does help their career a bit yeah, I guess. Like if you wanted to be in the next like Jenny Han series of movies or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, if you want to be a teen heartthrob. <laughs> right. That's the other thing. It's like it's, I made a joke because uh, when we were getting me ready this morning and they said the makeup person said, uh, OK, all done. And the producer was like, what? Really? <laughs> Wow, we got him here. Like, hey, we're not in a rush, babe. <laughs> yeah, we got him here early because we thought this was going to take a while. And I say the, the joke I always say, which is, uh, no, I'm fast because hair and makeup has quickly become just makeup. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I go over and they're like, there's some wisps. <laughs> You're like, but my little joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But my defensive little joke, and you still want to be at my top of my head? Oh. So I I got hit up on Instagram, and mm-hmm. they said, we will fly you, all expenses paid, to Istanbul. Are you serious? Yeah, to do that. From a clinic or something? Uh, or just like your family? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, just complete strangers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but that's that. the thing when I when I said to the guy when I sat down after my, making my little joke, it was like it for for my line of work, you know, the funnier looking kind of the better. It doesn't really matter. Like, why am I chasing hair? Like, I'm not going to be the heartthrob on whatever, but I might not. I might look a little younger. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's kind of impossible to know, isn't it? Like how what you look like affects your career. Right. Like, yeah, if you're a stand-up, but like if you're on TV, you know, Nori Reed, she's Mm -hmm. like this really funny LA comedian. And before she was saying like, uh, like 
please put more ugly people on TV. Like, who's like, <laughs> I'm so tired of like seeing all these, you know, like extraordinarily sort of exceptionally beautiful people just, you know, yeah. as working as janitors on TV, working <laughs> right. as, you know, doctors on TV. Just like, yeah. And and I do think British and Irish TV, there's just like way more kind of average looking yeah. people on there. Right. But like, you're right. Maybe for stand up, I mean, maybe it helps that like, to look more relatable or like it's just how are you going to get empirical evidence on that it's just it would be such a brutal questionnaire yeah <laughs> <laughs> also like also like, I do I do think like we're talking like kind of like maniacs here because it's like yeah. you're kind of saying like well I as a absolutely horrific monster <laughs> I think it might help things it's like you're not you know like there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with what you look like well there's always something wrong with what we look like always no but but there's not though yeah but there is but okay I have to say there isn't <laughs> there really isn't and if you think there is then yeah. that's kind of you telling everybody that there's something wrong with what they look like. Right. Well, Because we feel like it's so personal to us. And, you know, I remember like women's magazines when I was growing up, they'd always ask like female celebrities, like, what do you hate about your body? Right. <laughs> and like none of them would say like nothing. I'm literally a female celebrity, so I have to look perfect. Right. They would all like pick something. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading one and it was Elizabeth Hurley, you know, who's just, yeah. you know. Perfect. Perfect. Or just... <laughs> And she was like, I hate my claw-like hands. <laughs> and that, stuck, that was probably 1994 or something. And I'm always just like, are my hands like claws? <laughs> that disgusting witch Elizabeth Hurley has hands like claws. And it's like, nobody would have ever even thought about that. Actually, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I do think, you know, as people who are talking to microphone, we're kind of telling everyone else to like. Right. It's a little bit of a responsibility to just, you know. Well, it's very difficult to be... Um, happy with yours. What is also very telling, though, that like you make great jokes and comedy about you know different things you're not happy about, but you don't take a trip to Istanbul despite like somebody offering you. So like, no, it's clear I'm, you're not that upset. About I'm it. not. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. To go even further, like back to the minoxidil. It's yeah. Like, I don't even want to make the appointment. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of like mildly considering it. And when I when I first started losing my hair 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I got the Rogaine and I literally was in the mirror with the dropper and put like two drops on my head. Yeah. And it's like, this is ridiculous. And <laughs> really? And threw the whole thing out. I was like, I can't be <laughs> blink, blink, rubbing in. What am I doing? I'm going to do this every night for the rest of my life. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. There's no way. You're like, you're like, kids are crying and you're like, sweetie, daddy has to go home. <laughs> it's Rogaine time, okay? Don't touch my head. Change your own diaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you a sandwich because... Um, I'm so glad you did. The first time we spoke was Zoomy Zooms. Yeah. And when your uh, book was out. Yeah. I got absolutely nothing then. No, you got nothing. Mm -hmm. I know. And um, this time I'm in New York mm -hmm. and my all my bread stuff is back in LA. So right. I, I couldn't bake you bread. Yeah. So I found... This place that my friend Liz recommended. Oh. It has amazing sandwiches on focaccia. Oh, yum. And I got there early and they let me in just to sit there and wait uh, before the shop was open. Oh. And they just fed me bread like a baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the bread is like, so good. It's so cute. So good. Wait, so did they just kind of see you lingering outside their store? Yeah. And then they were like, they were like, hey, <laughs> you look, where's your hair? <laughs> but that's you must just be like, um, <laughs> it was like the one good line in that movie that I didn't like with Jack Nicholson, you know, when he's set, like falls in love with Helen Hunt and she's as the good waitress. as it gets. Yeah. Then I like, I didn't like that because basically he was deeply unpleasant and elderly mm-hmm. and she was just like young and wonderful. Yeah. And then he was like, still. I want to be your boyfriend. And she was like, I'm so grateful. <laughs> but there was one really good line in that. Because remember they met really early in the morning or something? Mm, yeah. And then he said, look, we're just like people on our way to walking to a bakery. Right. And so that made it seem like anything you do that feels a little bit demented, you could put a story on it and then it'll be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That is a good line. Mm-hmm. The other line I liked in that movie was, we're just going to act this is paraphrasing, but we're just mm-hmm. gonna act like normal people who get together and ha- and have noodle salads. Oh! <laughs> when the three of them are in the car, they're driving someplace and they're all a mess. <laughs> Something like, can we just pretend we're just like those other people that go out and on picnics and eat noodle salads? Just showing just how in touch they are with like regular people. Oh, that's cute. Oh yeah, because her friend was in that, and he was like. Um, Injured or something, yeah. Yeah, um, God, maybe Greg I, Kinnear. Yeah, I liked that It was a good line. movie. Yeah, I think and I was just left with the impression that, like, he was, like, a cranky old man. and Yes. And yet he still got to, like, decide if he would be with her or not. Right, yeah. Instead of he should have been on his hands and knees. But I felt like it was kind of groundbreaking that way because you don't often see older men <laughs> with younger women in film. No, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was fascinating. Yeah, I guess it's just... For me, it didn't ring true because in, in reality, you know, I'm a real life day to day. It's always these old women with these young guys. It's never the other, other way around. Right, exactly. So I guess it was nice. It was like a real fantasy. <laughs> I really had to take a leap there. <laughs> yeah, you're so, right. So you had a bakery morning where you sat in, in the bakery and they tossed little... Yeah, so it's an it's really like an Italian sandwich shop. Lovely. I started in Florence, and then they had one in Hell's Kitchen, and they just opened one here on Sullivan Street. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, so I got, so do you want... Alantico Vinayo. Very good. Do you want the summer one, which is prosciutto, Toscana, fresh mozzarella, tomato, and basil? Mm. Or I can give you the... Schiacciata, schiacciata, del boss, which is prosciutto, pecorino cream, and truffle cream. Good lord! Or oh. you could have just with plain uh, mortadella. You're a fancy lady. You're not going to do that option. I liked the sound of the first one. With the, mm-hmm. I mean, the second one. I'm like, what do you mean they've got like? Truffle cream. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> that when sounds I, like a hot thing. Yeah, it does. When I was But these um, are cold sandwiches, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I was online next to these uh yeah. two working stiffs. Oh yeah. With their uh reflected vests on. You were like, Hey, me too, I'm about to go to a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the guy said, Are you Tom? And I said yes. He said, Tom Papa. I said yes. And he said, I I recognized your voice before before I recognized you. Oh, that's so cute. He said I listen to NPR. Right. 
And I said, oh, that's funny, because I'm going to interview Maeve Higgins. He was like, no way. Shut up. I swear to God, this was an NPR <laughs> fan in the sandwich shop. What do you think his um, pro- profession was? Something underground. Yeah, there's a lot of work going on around here. Yeah. Like, uh, in kind of like the, it's like, you know, they're trying to fight the rats in this neighborhood. Oh, are they? Yeah. And, really? And so that involves like some work in the sewers. Wow. They didn't have bite marks on them, but. <laughs> they definitely look like they scurried underground. Yeah. What are they doing to stop the rats? Well, there's a job advertised at the moment, like the rat czar, where they're trying to get like one person to overall like control it. And then really? the mayor is like, it's a little bit, I don't know how truthful he's being, but like uh-huh. the newer mayor is kind of saying <laughs> like, this is it, like war on rats. And and then one, he, he had like kind of a shy, like public servant with him, like this lady with red hair. And she was like, um, she had like a prepared statement. She was like, the rats are not going to like to hear this, but we're coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause like the mayor is a real extrovert and like he wants these like theatrical moments, but like he works with a bunch of, you know, just like ni- nice city employees. Wonky employees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, so big apologies, but we're going to murder you and your family. <laughs> Sorry, rat. Reading from a statement. Step back. <laughs> blushing. <laughs> is it uh, is it a prerequisite of the of the person that takes a position to dress as a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Prowling around. I mean, it's just like so crazy because there's so many cats in New York, but they're the most, you mm. know, like coddled indoor yeah. apartment cats and, and they are all like, you know, have different like autoimmune disease. Like they're all the most like precious little creatures. And then the the place the rats are just like marching around, owning the city. <laughs> Smoking cigar. Yeah. Yeah. How great would that be if during that press conference they said, So we're asking on every citizen in Manhattan to <laughs> in Brooklyn to release your cats. <laughs> <laughs> For the oh. for the good of us all, let your cats out between the hours of midnight and six a.m. You know, this city like doesn't you know come together on everything, but that would that would be an absolute like trouble in the street if like New Yorkers were told to let their cats out. <laughs> Just be like out. Oh, all these pampered, long haired, with bells on. <laughs> <laughs> and elderly too because like in, in Ireland I think the oldest cat I ever met was maybe like 12 uh-huh. but here because they don't have any you know work or <laughs> stress yeah stress they're just like the most luxuriating you know safest creatures which is lovely yeah. they live to be like 21 <laughs> yeah that's they're old cat so old yeah, yeah the rats would dominate <laughs> totally they would dominate there'd be dead cats <laughs> At every subway stop. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. So the rats are really out of hand though. Yeah. And I think like in the, um, they did like a profile of the, you know, different neighborhoods in the city and like depending, you know, often these kind of tightly packed Manhattan neighborhoods are, are really bad. Right. <laughs> but you know, um, I actually like wrote about this for a column because Carl Arnheiter, who's a comic, mm-hmm. um, a rat swam up his toilet. And like I swam thought... Swam up his toilet? Yes. And I thought that was an urban legend. Yeah. And then... Um, because I was I was just writing about like the rat problem following the pandemic when, yeah. you know, sanitation services were cut and then outdoor dining started. So like yeah. there was a lot of factors. And then he 
he uh, messaged me and he was like, Maeve, you know, like I have video of a rat that swam up my toilet. He had video of it? Yes. And I would have believed him, you know, because like, I know him and his son yeah. was there, like his kid. And uh, <laughs> What, he wouldn't lie in front of his child? <laughs> <laughs> no, like there was another witness too. Is what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then in fact, uh, he was like, I'll send you the video, but it's, it's really upsetting. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, and it was like him, him and his son were like playing on the iPad or something in the living room, and they were like, "Who's in the, who's in the toilet? Like, who's in the bathroom? What's that noise?" And the lid was closed, uh-huh. and there was just like a kind of a splashing and gasping coming from the toilet. Oh. Yeah, and then he went in and opened it and was like, you know, screaming. Then his wife came in filming already. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, where's the camera coming? Like, <laughs> I'm picturing the camera while they're sitting there on the iPad. <laughs> like it's a scene. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> they're like action. Action. <laughs> like, what game are you playing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing there, pal? <laughs> but it's just like, thank God, that didn't happen when one of them was on the toilet. Oh, my God. I don't think you could come back from that. No, you're never using a toilet again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all buckets for you <laughs> for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what did they do? Did they flush? He said, what did he do? Um, Probably tried to flush. Yeah. Oh, but then but you flush and he, then... No, he, he pulled it out. I think he mentioned that he got a mop. Like, he, like... Took the rat out with a mop or something like that was what, yeah. All right, trying to be a little compassionate for the rat. For the rat, yeah. How long was he swimming, like, to get up that pipe? I mean. And is that an empty pipe or is he scurrying in a dry pipe? How do toilet pipes work? <laughs> <laughs> Are they filled with water just permanently? or And he was just swimming, swimming, swimming? Or is he walking, yeah. walking? I would think, I don't know, truly. But I think they're. They have to be full of water, right? Like he, depending he, on which one he came. I would think there so. mu- There's got to be, well, the water comes from the cistern. So that wasn't where he came from. So right. he, maybe he came up the dry one that like you send the water down. Yeah. But like clearly we're, neither of us are plumbers. Yeah, but it probably would not be filled with water. Like just sitting, like your idle toilet yeah. isn't just to have water in that whole pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a lot of unnecessary water. yeah. Yeah. So he probably was But they can along. hold their breath for a long time though. They can. Rats can. Yeah. And like they can jump like they can jump vertically. You know if you ever did like try to do a box jump, mm-hmm. they would be so good at that. Really? Yeah, and they can they can scale walls. How are they at burpees though? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz those they are didn't do, like, Those mod- are even harder than box jumps. <laughs> modified. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-core. They, they do like um, push-ups on their elbows. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at planks. <laughs> Terrible at planks. But it's more about their focus <laughs> and their core. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I do. They can jump, just leap? Yeah, they can leap straight up, yeah. And they can survive really, like, hard falls as well. Was your friend really, ups- like... Can he go on the toilet? Is the kid scared of the toilet? You know, I didn't check back. I should do he a follow-up interview. Yeah, he said, I mean, like, he was like, even the video is, like, really hard to watch. Because, like, I would say the rat, like, dredged up a lot of stuff with him. He was probably pooping at the same time. <laughs> right? And throwing up and, oh, 
and who knows? Why, why did you add throwing up? That's so disgusting. Because <laughs> I've been just picturing him being panicked. I just picture well, when him you be- panic, you throw up and you shit yourself. <laughs> well, I've never been stuck in a toilet, but I could only imagine. I'm getting water in my system and throwing it up again, <laughs> flailing around. <laughs> what am I going to tell my trainer? <laughs> Oh my god, that is yeah, awful. I know. So be here. So they're all, like, everywhere you know, though. New York is the most expensive city in the world to live in and it is absolutely covered in rats. It's covered in rats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last time I was here, I was walking through, it was a little warmer, mm-hmm. and I was walking through the village and it was late at night, so everybody was kind of away. Yeah. But passing all of these outdoor dining things that are still up in the village. Oh yeah. You could smell the rodent scent you know that kind of mm-hmm. like gamey kind of mm-hmm. rats and then you vermin. look around and they're all just sitting up at the tables like it's our turn barking. now <laughs> i'm sorry are you our server <laughs> no i'm just trying to go to work <laughs> yeah it really but you can for it to be that heavy that you can actually yeah. smell it on the street i mean is, tom have you taken the subway i once <laughs> No. Well, now because it's cold too, and like they're just they're so confident. Like that's yeah. the other kind of like unsettling thing. They think they've won. I mean, yeah, I they 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 have. Like that's yeah. the right now. They they certainly have. Oh, man. like now the city is like changing all of its like trash collection schedules, and it's like trying all these different things. Uh-huh. But the population is just so high of rats and they're so resilient oh my god you know yeah and like they can like fit under doors like they can flatten their bones like they're just so much like more well built for survival than we are so yeah they've they've certainly won oh yeah jeez you ever read that book the rat Mm-mm. by uh gunter grass no he came out he was he might have been a nazi but yeah he was a good writer <laughs> <laughs> he, Not even like a great writer. You're just he was like, a great writer. Okay. He was a great writer. <laughs> Have you ever read anything by him? No. The le- is it really good? Yeah. A German writer, mm-hmm. and um, I think as a child, like he hid that someone in his family, I think was in. He grew up in Germany, and someone was in the. Right. Someone wore the uniform, but uh, but that book is pretty much about that. It's about. It's a, it's a narrative about this rap, but, but the survival stuff that he gets into oh. is just pretty intense. Yeah. Is it written from the point of view of, of, of the, rat? the rat? Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Do you think it, we can win it? I mean, you know. We could beat them back a little bit. The interesting thing is, like, they're only thriving because of us. Because <laughs> right. they're, you know, right. it's what we're doing is, like, helping them. Yeah. You know, these, like, urban cities, all this waste. Yeah. Like, our lives are perpetuating theirs. So, like, yeah. it's that classically stupid human behavior <laughs> right. where we're like, we're in a war with something we created. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. Look in the mirror, babe. Change yourself. Let's kill it without (laughs) fixing them. I like how, by the way, how suspicious you always are of the mayor. 
You're always, you, have you, I like talked about it? You have. We've talked about it just oh, offline. And it's always like, yeah, and then he said this. But Well, okay. I mean, none of us are a huge fan of the mayor. Also, like he used to be a cop. Like he's a he was a transit cop and uh-huh. he just thinks that's the answer to everything. Uh-huh. He's like, more of me. <laughs> it's like that's not helping. Um and so and like he just made this thing on the subway where like if you push open the emergency exit doors, it beeps again. Yeah. It like makes this horrible alarm sound uh-huh. and like that was like the coolest thing about New York forever <laughs> that you could push those emergency doors there'd be no sound and everyone could come in without like you know right. paying if they were broke or whatever and he's so mean that he was like put the alarms back on <laughs> so nasty <laughs> oh I don't know I mean he does he's done work yeah. too like but I mean he also I don't really like that he loves celebrities so much well, he wants to be one, right? Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So. I think I saw, I think it was Roy Wood Jr. I saw a clip <laughs> of him saying that, like, like, I don't want to see the mayor at the club. What are you doing at right. two o'clock in the morning <laughs> exactly. in a different outfit than you were at 11? What do you, why is the mayor at the club? <laughs> you should be home. You got to get up early and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I must look for that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And like, it's not, you know, it's fine. I don't care. Have a good time. But like, he thinks that's like so cool. You know, yeah. like, he thinks like everyone's right. going to be so proud of him because he met Taylor Swift or something. It's like, oh. <laughs> Sir, please. I know. Eradicate my baby. I know. I know. I mean, that is really the. Uh, <laughs> that's the one thing with President Biden. You know, and everybody gets yeah. on, and it's like, but you know what? That's what I want. I want boredom in politics. Yeah. I want just people that just quietly do their. I don't want them to be celebrities. I mean, he's quite bad at talking about like anything the good yeah anything yeah yeah. you know because he's got the old thing combined with the stutter thing and it's it doesn't bode well but so don't talk that much just go do your job that's what politicians should not be our celebrities yeah Yeah, it would be so nice so we'd be bad mayors i think um yeah you definitely would you yeah you you really care about people You have a big heart. <laughs> you really want people. No, I would use it as an opportunity to settle scores, I think. You would? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd try, you know, all the kind of humane, you know, I'd try that. And then I'd be like, this is actually really hard. Yeah, now so I get it. For the next, yeah, now, oh, I see. Um, I start like locking off people. And then, um, and then I just turn to, yeah, meeting yeah. out revenge. Really? I guess. I mean, I think that's what happens when you get a lot of power. Yeah. That's what Trump did. Like, came out that he was sicking the IRS on people. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. I haven't heard that part. Yeah, that, that he was uh, trying to get the IRS, and I think unsuccessfully, but trying to get the IRS to investigate his enemies. Oh, that is so mean. Yeah, it's really mean. <laughs> but right into your mayoral campaign. Like, totally. <laughs> Oh, and just what other ways would you do it? To force someone to get paperwork yeah. is just like just brutal. Drown them in paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god. Make them scared of their mailbox. Um I mean, the mayor kind of has like limited power, but I think maybe I would um make them move their car all the time because there's nothing more annoying for people. Set up alternate so, side of the street parking like every 15 minutes. <laughs> every <laughs> Just on the streets where my enemies live. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. And then I don't know if the mayor, the, the other really annoying thing that I wish I had control over is, you know, if you have a dog, I mean like yours. Yeah. But like, and they go and they, when they're pooping and then they move and they poop again and they move and mm-hmm. they poop again. 
Like I'm always like, hey, I'm one of the good guys. Why do I have to deal with this? Why can't like, because I look after my friend's dog, Sonny. Uh, and I'm like, Sonny, just stay in one place. Just poop. I don't deserve this. Right. And I think, you know, that's a good punishment if you're a bad person. What? Ha- that your dog ends up moving from place to place. And you have to pathetically follow them with a tiny bag. <laughs> but how can you control it as the mayor? No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, could, I couldn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, that would be that the would be idea. That would be a good one, right. Yeah, that would be ideal. That's tough, because then you got to get trainers involved. And yeah. you got to put sense on the sidewalk to attract Sunny to different places. Yeah. Oh, actually, that sounds like you can be my, like, uh, vice Vice mayor? Yeah. Like my is there a vice mayor? My consigliere. Is there? <laughs> I, I think there is a vice mayor, yeah. There's like a second in command because actually the former rat czar, mm-hmm. who is now like the second in command in the mayor's office. Right. So he was like, it's a really good job. But it's like, well, you didn't do it, sir. And you got a promotion. Do you think that those giant rat things they put out for the unions <laughs> is emboldening <laughs> The rats, do you think they're like drawing them? They're like, see, now they're worshiping us. (laughs) (laughs) I told you one day, Father, (laughs) Father, you have come. I don't see big blow up things of humans out there. Look at them all walking around us and chanting. (laughs) Now I'm worried about the guys in the sandwich shop that worked in the holes. Yeah, because they're definitely in union and they fight rats. Any place they say, any place where there's construction on the street, don't mm. eat in those restaurants. Oh, but that's so hard for those restaurants because they're the ones that are always like, hey, we're still open. Hey, come on I in. I know. I know. But you think it's because it, it, it disturbs because it, like rat's nests? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. And then they look for places and they fly up everyone's toilets. <laughs> <laughs> the noise of The noise of construction is so nice when you're eating. <laughs> it really is. Do you think as the mayor that you should, mm-hmm. are you going to get rid of all of the outdoor dining structures or do you like them? I like them. And what I would do is I'd, as a punishment to my comedians who are my enemies, <laughs> yeah. make, I'd assign one comedian to every outdoor diner, dining structure. <laughs> to do their set or, or just to work there as a waiter? <laughs> to do their set again and again, the same 10 minutes. From 8 to 12 every night. Uh, Some people would probably like that. Yeah, they probably would. There's I actually think... a fun show in Williamsburg. Do you ever do that show? No. At Feta Sow, the barbecue place. These like young girls. Oh, so patronizing. These women. You could say young girls. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, they're seven. <laughs> no, they're like in their 20s. They're really good Yeah, topic. we're all kids. I think when you're talking about comedians, yeah. we're all kids. Right. Right? So they these... Um... Two broads. <laughs> <laughs> these sluts, I want to say. Right. Yeah, these sluts run this show at Fadisau. It's really fun. <laughs> and that's outside, but somehow it's fine because it's like enclosed and it's very, I don't they make it fun. Yeah. yeah. Why have you um, retired and come out of retirement uh, from comedy three times in the time that I've known you, <laughs> which isn't very long? <laughs> I'm going back into retirement now. In, you are? Uh, in January, yeah. I Your have... album's out and now you're going yeah. back into retirement? Yeah. Why? What's your What's your relationship with comedy in your brain? Um, Abusive boyfriend. Okay. You know, so that sometimes gives me money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just to shut you up. <laughs> um, no. Well, what about you? You, like, you tre- treasure it. I do treasure it. Yeah. 
I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I am. Mm-hmm. It's my, it's one of my outlets to write and create mm-hmm. and put into the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You appreciate it. Yeah, very much so. I do appreciate it more. Yeah, it's funny because when I did some shows with this Wait Wait tour mm-hmm. where I just do like 15 minutes and then there's other comedians and um, I saw your your name was like doing similar like at in Rivington Theatre or something like that mm-hmm. or like Portland or right. Seattle or something. I was like, Tom is coming. Yeah. Um, and then, but like, I would find that hard to do that. Like go around city to city by myself and mm-hmm. not know anyone and then just be like, oh, I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to go to a bookstore or whatever. And there's, oh God. <laughs> yeah. like, well, the good part, the good part about it is you're so, t- I'm so tired from the travel. Yes. That I'm not looking for fun when I'm there. It's yeah. kind of like, I just get there. I just want to stop moving for a minute in the yeah. hotel, yeah. eat a little something and then go up on stage and do it. Mm-hmm. And then, and if I could have an opening act with me, that's always fun to like share the meal with. Yeah. But it really like the, yeah. but you know, it's kind of like after the pandemic, mm-hmm. that part of it shift, like shifted a little bit. I did have a little bit of the, what am I doing out here? Should we get something to eat after? Should we go out after? Or, and now it's become very um, uh, monk-like. What's that called? Monastic? Monkey? I'm like a monkey. I'm like a trained monkey. I'm an organ monkey. I just stay in my sack until the You're, music comes out. And I come out. Then the audience, you cling onto their backs as they're leaving. Right. <laughs> Where are we going? Yeah. No, but it really, I don't know. Something has definitely shifted in my head. Like, I, mm-hmm. I literally, I'm not even looking for that much entertainment in the hotel room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's very, totally. it's gotten very small. Yeah. My whole perspective while I'm out there has gotten very narrow and small and quiet in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I th- I get it that it's the travel too that makes you I think that's probably what it takes it out of you. But so then you and you do a show which is a lot of energy, you know. Yeah, a ton of energy. Even though I know you're miming, but still. Yeah. It's hard cuz I have to think about everyone's jokes that I'm stealing while I'm up there. <laughs> It's oh, you do like a track. little nod to, you know, you're like... Yeah, this is a tribute. Here's thanks a, for that, Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah, here's a tribute to Mitch. <laughs> no, but you, <laughs> and very good uh, switching it back to me, by the way, but you um, are brilliant and very funny. Thank you, Tom. And you're such a good writer. And you're... But there is something that in you that says, eh, I'm not this stand-up right now. Well, I've been doing... You do- put it down. I mean, I've been doing stand-up for so many years and everything. And, you know, I still think it's... I do a show every week in Brooklyn. <laughs> I host a show. Yeah. Um. So that's a lot. And then, and then if I am, you know... Yeah, I mean, I just... It's like you said, it's an outlet. So if there's other outlets mm-hmm. that might better serve the idea, mm-hmm. then I would go towards them. Right. You know? Do you get tired of the of the the repetition of stand up that we're just up here just for the single laugh? It's always it's it's just yeah. about the I mean, yeah, I like the connection with the audience. I do think that's really lovely and I 
And I appreciate that more since we're able to do that and be back live and everything. But myself and John, my friend John Ronson used to run a show every month. And like, I was like, we cannot repeat the same thing. Okay, This is like the rule for the show. We're not allowed to repeat the same thing. And he would often be like, Maeve, this is insane. Like, just, I, <laughs> this is like too much, you know? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's really important to be, you know, pure and authentic. Like, we can't just like say the same thing. It sickens <laughs> me. It sickens me. Yeah. And then in the end, he was like, we have to stop doing the show. <laughs> I really didn't believe him that he hated it so much. I'm out of stuff. I, I don't need the stress. <laughs> like we did it for years, but um, but like I, you know, still we kind of laugh about it now because he's like, I told you, <laughs> yeah, every month I told you this is incredibly stressful for me. You know, I would always be like, shut up, John, don't be so. <laughs> Are you working on a new book? Um, no, right now no. I'm I'm just doing like taking classes and doing my column and doing bits and pieces for other newspapers. Right. How often is your column in The Guardian? Well, my column in The Guardian is whenever I pitch it or have an idea. Uh-huh. But I do a weekly column for an Irish newspaper, The Irish Examiner. Right. That's every week. Um, Why did you choose Irish? <laughs> I just love them. They're such simple people. <laughs> They're charming, I think. <laughs> I knew an Irish man once. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, you do that every week? Yeah, I do that every week. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always panic when people are like, what are you doing? But I think that's what I'm doing. I mean, that's like. That's enough. Yeah. yeah you can't. It's It's difficult to. It is very, I find myself when I interview people on my radio show all the time. Yeah. And it's like they've had this project out and I I ask it even though I just to fill air. <laughs> but as soon as I say it, I'm like, what an idiot. Aww. Whenever you say, so what else? Like what, what, right. what do you have? And they just finished this project they worked on for three years. It's finally out. How about just leave them alone? <laughs> How about just let them? No, just I mean it's, it. it's polite to ask, and if you know yeah. they're like, do but yeah, it is a bit. Um, <laughs> but I mean that is also like the way it goes. Like you can't, like you write a book and then you have to write another one. Right. You do a special and you have to do another one. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you ever finish because of the no. way things are set up. You have <laughs> right. to keep going. But the, but also that's kind of it's kind of what we do. Like that is yeah. right. And it's okay to take time to let it fill up again. But it's not like I'm going to start you know writing songs. <laughs> it's like yeah, I should write another funny book. You know yeah. I, that's what I'm putting into the world. Right. It's like mm-hmm. you're a writer and a comedian, and it is mm-hmm. it it. it the the thing that's nagging is following the schedule that everyone else is following. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. now I got to work on my hour. I got to work on my next hour. I got to work on my next hour. Like, yeah. How about I'm going to, I'm just working on ideas that I think are funny and maybe it's a half hour and maybe it's two yeah. hours and maybe it turns into a show or maybe it turns into a book. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lovely way to be, to have like a kind of a loose grip on your creativity. Like you don't let it, escape you yeah yeah but you also don't try and like force it into something right because right. like I hadn't even thought about oh do an album blah blah until then Eugene Merman was starting to make um like he was starting a record label or like a yeah. sub, something on sub pop and then he was like oh do you want to do an album and then I was like oh I do have all this like stuff floating yeah. around that I could 
you know, and then it really suited the format really suited it. So, right. Yeah. And it's I, really I think funny. Probably in the past, like when I was starting out and stuff, I would have been like, like you said, like I have to do an hour for Edinburgh every year. Yeah. It, whether I'm ready for it or not. Right. That's the rule. <laughs> right. And exactly. It's like, that's actually kind of destructive. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tricky. Yeah, that is tricky. Have you thought about watercolors? <laughs> Getting into that? I'm knitting a lot. Are you? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What I are you knitting? knitting. Um, are you fast? I have it in my. I actually have it in my bag. There, I'm knitting a jumper for my sister. A jumper? Um, a sweater. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's big. It's yeah. I mean, most people are like. I I chose people. like the littlest sister. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do. I do love doing that actually, and that's yeah. a good thing to do when you're traveling knitting. Yeah, you know you're allowed to bring knitting needles on a plane, even huge ones. Really? Yes. They'll let them go through and get really. Yeah, because they just like trust knitters. Yeah. They, you know, people just yeah. think, oh, she's so harmless. Yeah. What's she gonna do? Little do they know. <laughs> Little do they know <laughs> your plots. <laughs> that you're the shadow mayor of New York. <laughs> Keeping a long list of my enemies. <laughs> How long have you been knitting? Um, well, I was doing it since I was a kid, and then um, I just picked it up again, like last. Um, I picked it up again last summer. Uh-huh. It's really good for anxiety because it like forces your brain to slow down because if you like count a lot, it's kind of mathematical. Ah. Um, and then I actually wrote about it in the Guardian a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it had like <laughs> such a big response. Like I write about lots of different things, like maybe like, you know, refugees, migration, <laughs> da, da. then I'm just like, I like knitting. It's really fun. <laughs> Huge. Like, you know, comments are closed. Like we cannot take any more of this. And then Hilarious. the, the, um, the editor put up or like whoever the photo person put up a picture of crocheted toys uh-huh. and that really set off <laughs> I mean an absolute firestorm of bad publicity for the Guardian because <laughs> why because it was crochet it wasn't knitted oh no uh oh the purest <laughs> and it was like it was like it, they published it on the UK site five yeah. hours you know before every, so I, before I even woke up I woke up I saw it I was like oh my god oh no oh no that's crochet <laughs> And then, oh no! It's <laughs> like that's fucking crochet. What are they thinking? And like, I emailed my editor. I was like, just to let you know, he's like, Maeve, we know. Have you seen the comments? Oh no! And because I, I don't look at the comments normally, yeah. But I just had to look, and they were all just there. Well, this is a real disappointment. Wow, I expected more from the Guardian. Oh, just a question for you: If we were talking here about rugby, would you put up a picture of a football? Oh no! <laughs> and like. Knitters, the disrespect. It, yeah, and it's oh. a, they're called like the fiber art community, right? Like fiber arts. Yeah, and, oh. the, and they're very, you know, warm and welcoming and friendly until you like make a misstep. Oh, no. <laughs> like if you like ask somebody, oh. you know, like, oh, how many things are you working on, or you know, yeah. did you finish that? Everyone's like, you can't ask that. <laughs> like, what? It's like it's like the, in the olden days we asked somebody's weight or something. <laughs> right. Knitters are very like protective and like there's these little landmines that you can step step on. You have to be so careful. <laughs> oh my god! Are you one of those people? Do you? Are, no, are I mean I still militant? feel like I'm pretty new into it. I mean I right. do think yeah, like fuck crochet. Like I hate that. Okay. <laughs> Why one. is crochet so bad? Is it because it's hooky? Yeah, it's just. I mean. Yeah. It's just very different. Knitting. Simple. It's the pickleball to tennis. It's the pickleball to tennis. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm Venus Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it's like it's just it's yeah. just I think the the issue is it's very different. It's much more. It's just like tying knots. I mean, so is right. knitting, but like knitting, you have all these. You know, it's just very. Yeah, all I can say is it, it's very different in a way that like is you know I hope is loaded with meaning. Right <laughs> now, a friend of my uh, a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, is knits. And she asked me, what do you want? And I said, uh, I want a hat with a pom-pom on it. And yeah. and she sent me this white hat, and it's really nice, but the pom-pom's a bit much. What it's color like, is it? Is it white, It's too? white. Yeah, the whole thing's yeah, so white. You look, you, you look like um, a boy band, like Sync or something in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, like... Also, you live like in you put You put that on an Sync character. It, yeah. You put it on a dad who's just <laughs> waiting outside of a bakery. <laughs> it tells a different story. So but as a such, knitter, yeah. would it be, is it okay? Is it a foul? Because I, now I've learned that these people are very aggressive. What if I were to snip the pom-pom off? Jesus. <laughs> oh, sorry. I feel a bit sick. Just some water. It's a little intense. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Maeve, are you Okay. <laughs> Is there a medic? <laughs> Get the paddles. <laughs> Get the yarn. <laughs> because I ordered it, I should just wear it. I, but the thing is, okay. it's preventing me from wearing it. I know, I know. Yeah. I feel like, you know what? Wear it. Take a photo. Send her the photo. Uh-huh. Okay. And then do what you will with the hat. <laughs> but like, to, you know, to be considered knitworthy is huge. Like, yes. she must yes. really love you. She does. Yeah. So then... She also sent me a thong with, oh. the, <laughs> with the leftover the knittage, I guess. <laughs> she did? The fibers as a joke. She sent me a thong. <laughs> she sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a Literally is a thong. Oh, my but Like God. a green <laughs> yarn. <laughs> She's, no pom pom. That's a, she sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I mean she would be fine with that. I think you know sometimes um, mm-hmm. you she might not have like stitched it perfectly, and like the pom pom can hide oh. that. So like you might make a mess if you oh just, like snip like if it I off. snip it off, the whole thing may unravel. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, um, but but yeah, if it would make you wear the hat, I mean, like yeah. ultimately, what we want, and I'm speaking for the fiber arts community here, is. <laughs> People to wear what we make them and give them and then to endlessly thank us and compliment us. Right. And to pass along any thanks and compliments that right. we, you know, through. And like, obviously the best feeling in the world is if someone says like, where'd you get your hat or where'd you get your sweater? Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I made it. Oh, even just saying that now, it just gives me such a rush. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I made it. Are you going to be like, What'd you say? Oh, I just made it. I don't know. It's easy to make. <laughs> a sweater sounds very complicated. Well, I've made two for myself and they haven't worked out. I haven't worn them and I had to frog one. Yeah. So this one now that's for my sister, I'm doing it like so carefully. Yeah. The sleeve, the sleeve to armpit has got to be. Yes, Tom. You say it's it's good for anxiety. It sounds horrible. <laughs> but it's the, it's the folk. I kind of want to show you. Things. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Like, you know. Oh, and we got to wrap up in a minute. Oh, here we go. You're a point. Which one did you want? Which sandwich? Um, I want the one with the, the summer uh, one. The first one, yeah, with the cheese, the white, the God, the white cheese. Look, Tom. Oh my God, it's beautiful. 
Thanks. Oh my God, I want to take a picture of this. See? Can you hold it up proper? Yeah. Well, it's a surprise though for her, so. Can I see your face a little more? <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. I'm just working on the sleeve now. So actually, it's funny that you said the armhole because I was doing that this morning. What? Oh, yeah. But it's pretty good. It's top down. So, um, but yeah, there is like a it. little bit of a oh, tricky geez. thing there. She'll never see it. She, no, no. She'll never see it. She's visually impaired anyway. So <laughs> that's why you chose her. She's small and she's got glasses. <laughs> wow. This you is like amazing. It? Yeah, I really like it. It's all multicolored. H yeah. And there's two strands. So there's mohair is going to make it so cozy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels good. I want to meet your friend who made you the hat. Yeah. Do you ever think of making a thong with the leftover stuff? <laughs> no, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really funny thing to do. It's a good stash. Oh buster. man. Well, that's amazing. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, now I know why you're not doing stand up so often. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, for all the hours I put into this, yeah. I could potentially be, you know, <laughs> Maeve. Oh God, all my editors emailing me, Do you have any ideas, Maeve? I'm like, Yeah, I do. I'm gonna do an orange stripe next. I'm gonna do an article about <laughs> the crochet people. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna slag off the crochet idiots. <laughs> Well, thank you for doing this. I love you. I love seeing Thanks, you. Thanks, Tom. I love you, too. And you didn't give me the sandwich. I just want to point that out. I got it on top, though. It's oh, ready. great. It's ready to go. Oh, okay. No, it's right here. Oh, I'm so happy. I hope I'm... Um, oh, look at that. Yeah. It's That's focaccia, so it's square. Magnificent. Oh, my God, the weight of it. I know. Oh, my God. You're going to eat this for a while. This is so cool. Thank you. This yeah. Is, this is like a sandwich they would eat in The Sopranos. I know. Right? Exactly. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I wish... Well, we'll look offline and oh, see yum. if there's a plastic or something. because it Smells great. It's seeping through a little bit. Yeah, but that's a good sign. You're the best. You're the best. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Well, there it is, kids. That was Maeve Higgins. I hope you enjoyed it. I told you she's hilarious. I am a little sad that uh, the sandwich I gave her is going to ruin her sweater in her bag. It definitely is. That shows how good the sandwich was. She didn't. She's been working on the sweater for months, and she was just putting a big greasy sandwich on top of the sweater because the only way to get it in uh, into her bag. Oh, it's so sad, but not my responsibility. It'll make for a good story. That's why people like Maeve are funny. Weird things happen to them. Thank you all for listening. Again, spread the word about my special December 13th. Go uh, to TomPapa.com, buy all the tickets, do all the things. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. 